0: Hello and welcome to this episode of Helpline on Feed, Play, Love. Today with Mothercraft nurse, Chris Minogue. Chris has over 30 years of experience and she joins us here to help you with whatever question you might have. And that could be anything from babies not sleeping to toddlers being toilet trained Um, most of the questions we get to be honest are about sleeping but you're more than welcome to ask other questions chris has over 30 years experience she also has a book called bringing baby home and if you're watching us live via facebook we'll pop the um, links to that book in the notes here or if you're listening via the podcast i'll put the links in the notes for that Now, if you'd like to ask your question of Chris, there are a number of ways you can do it. If you're watching us live, pop your question below the video. If you're listening to us via the podcast, you can send your question into helpline at theparentbrand.com.au. We also have a really great group on Facebook where you can post your questions as well, all through the Babyology Facebook site. So let's kick off. Hello, Chris. How are you? I'm very well, thanks. (laughs) How was your weekend? Brilliant, lovely. Little. Yeah. Before we get into all these challenges, let's have <laughs> let's have a chat about how amazing your weekend was. It was beautiful. It was calm, relaxing, gorgeous, fabulous. It's just what I like to hear. Um, our first email comes from Courtney. She says, "Firstly, I love your podcast and have learned so much from the helpline episode, episodes. So, thank you." My question is regarding my three year old son. No day sleep, sleeps from 7 pm till 6 am most night, nights and eats fantastically, and his daycare drop offs. Just some background he has been attending daycare since he was 12 months old, three days a week, and dropped back to two while I was on maternity leave with my now 11 month old daughter. We have recently had a break due to COVID restrictions as I was on maternity leave, but have begun the return into care as I will be back to work for three days in a week's time. Both my son and daughter started at two half days, then two full days and this week, three short days. My issue is his behavior in the mornings and at drop off. He gets very upset when he knows it's a daycare day and has many tears in the morning while getting ready Even though we make this a slow process not to rush him and try to talk, not to talk about it. The drive there is okay as we talk a lot about other things. However, when we arrive, the tears start again. He gets very upset when I need to leave him. Can you suggest anything we can do to make this easier for both of us? As I find it upsetting too. Of course you do. Um, I am told once I leave he does take time to settle, but once he does he has a great time and on pickup, he is always happy.
1: Oh, well, it sounds like Courtney's doing all the right things. So she's not, you know, she's not rushing him out the door in the morning. She's taken time to sort of get them back into the swing of going to daycare. So I think at this point I'd be talking to the daycare teacher that you hand him. He's a three-year-old, so he's probably in the preschool room and in the preschool program. So in this case, um, I'd probably either, one, go a little bit earlier so you can sit and play with him for a little bit of time, but you've probably tried that in a way. And then, two, maybe speak to the, um, the main teacher in his room and maybe hand him over to her. Maybe he just feels a little bit when you leave, he's not quite sure what to do there, you know, in that moment, and that brings up the tears. He, a little bit of anxiety about that transition between mum leaving and me settling for the day and getting himself more, um, you know, more attuned to all the other kids around him. So I'd be talking to the daycare, um, to the preschool teacher in the room, and maybe handing directly over to someone who can then go and engage him in an activity. Might just make that sequence a little bit easier for him because after that, he has a great day. So I think it's just, you know, easing him back into the routine, of the drop and she's probably also needing to drop the 11-month-old as well so the rush between the two rooms is just a bit fast for him.
0: This question comes from Elizabeth from Facebook Live. She says, hi, my two and a half year old boy is leaving his room every night at different times ranging from 11 p.m till 4 a.m. He comes into our room and is just wide awake and wanting to play. He won't go back to his room and when we take him back, it's a full tantrum that can last an hour. We have a six-month-old baby who's waking two to six times a night, depending. (laughs) He's just cut teeth so had some grisly nights. But if I'm up with the baby and not in the room, he cries and has another long tantrum. Any ideas on how I can keep him in his room? No matter what way I explain it, he just doesn't understand that he has to stay there.
1: One thing that's probably missing from this is maybe how much sleep he has in the day and maybe that might be playing a part as to the energy he has at night to, you know, throw a tantrum and it might ease. It'll either lengthen the time before he wakes up or it might ease the transition of going back to bed. So at two and a half, I would think he would have somewhere between 45 minutes and an hour and he would definitely be awake by two and going down around 7.30 at night. So let's assume that we can make those adjustments for him. Some two-and-a-half-year-olds need to actually drop their day sleep in order to sleep well, but let's, let's keep a little window because you've got a very busy six-month-old as well and see if we can then change his behaviour. And I think the really important thing is not to try something different at 2 o'clock in the morning because that, he's just going to implode on himself. So talking about this earlier in the day, say around four o'clock, not too far from bedtime, but not right on top of bedtime, and just saying to him, look, we need you to sleep in your bed. Mummy or Daddy's going to help you go back to bed. Um, And just making that plan really simple. Mummy will take you back to bed, we will give you a kiss and a cuddle, but you're sleeping in your bed. I suspect it's got to do with his day sleep. Uh, that's, that's usually the behaviour we see when there might be having too much sleep in the day. And the typical thing that a parent might say to us, but he needs the day sleep because he's been up so much at night, which is true, but it's actually the reason that he's got all that energy at night. So let's see if restricting his day, day sleep before actually dropping his day sleep will help this. And a really gentle, okay, it's back to bed, we go, it's back to bed, we go. The other thing that could be happening is he's hearing that little baby get up and so he's hearing a lot of noise in the room and in the house um, and and being aware, not that I think that should change what you're doing with your six-month-old, but it could be some of the reason that he's waking up. He's not just waking up because he wants to go into your bed. Something might be waking him. So taking all that into account... Checking out what type of sleep he's having in the day, with a view that you might have to stop his day sleep in the next couple of months to make it better, and be consistent and tell him before you put him to bed what it's going to be, what you're going to do that night. You
0: must be so tired, Elizabeth. Oh no, <laughs> Elizabeth, Let us know. We can make it a little bit better. And if anyone's watching this who knows Elizabeth, can you please go over and look after her children so she can get <laughs> a sleep? Yeah, she probably needs an hour. <laughs> oh, my God. An hour sounds like a luxury for her. <laughs> Good luck. I hope that changes things for you, Elizabeth, and uh, you are getting sleep very soon michelle writes to us from facebook she says my five-week-old seems to be very upset whenever he's awake he does suffer from reflux which he's medicated for he sleeps for only 45 minutes to one hour max and wants to cluster feed all the time do you have any tips to help calm him okay so now that the
1: reflux has been diagnosed and treated now we start to turn the behavior more into a normal behavior so there's a couple of things you might need your feeding re-looked at by someone to make sure that he's feeding effectively because when they have a reflux at a very young age, they tend to start cluster feeding. So let's have someone, your local clinic will have a breastfeeding clinic available and they might be able to reassess your feeding and, and getting that feeding to be a full feed both sides and then moving into the typical very young baby behaviour, which is that feed, alert, sleep pattern. And um, then put in on top of that the behaviour around sleep because he might not have slept very much in those early days. So I would go back to the absolute basics. Have your feeding checked, check your timing so when he shows tide signs you're putting him down and then going back to wrapping, cuddling, cuddling till calm, dim the room, pop him down hands-on, little bit of rocking, tuck him in to make him feel secure and then repeating that at the 45-minute cycle. So going back to the basics now, you've got it under control. We'll start to bring you forward in the
0: sequence of feed, alert and then sleep. This question comes from Gabby from our Facebook inbox. Hi Chris, my now three month old has 30 to 40 minute day naps. Sometimes I'm able to get him back to sleep in the pram or in my arms after 15 to 30 minutes and he will sleep for another hour or so once he's down. But when it's taking 30 minutes to get him back asleep, should I just be keeping him up after his 30 to 40 minute nap? Is there a better way to try and lengthen that first sleep cycle? Background. He's a happy and well-fed baby now has around an hour and a half wake time and four naps in a day before his 7 to 8 p.m. bedtime. He wakes up usually once in the night, ranging between 2.30 and 4.30 a.m. for a feed and then at 6 a.m. for the day. Thanks so much for any advice.
1: So the nights sound really good, so we want to keep the momentum of that going. And I think... You, the reason that you need to resettle is because generally babies do need to resettle and generally 30 minutes isn't enough at that very young age. When they get older, it's very different. But at this very young age, 30 minutes isn't enough. And I know that it takes 30 minutes to get him back to sleep, but then he seems to sleep for an hour or more. So it sounds like he wants the sleep. He's having difficulty getting the sleep. So going back again, a bit like that previous okay. question, is going back to the basics and spending a couple of days with that basic retraining, relearning, where, where you're riding the hour and a half. So he feeds about every three to three and a half hours by the sounds of it. Um, he's up for about an hour and a half. Watch for those tide signs because they might be present a little bit earlier than the hour and a half if he's only having such short sleeps in the day. Then wrapping, cuddling, cuddling till calm, putting him down, dim and quiet in the room, hands on. It does take time to resettle a baby. So if you've got that time available, I'd be doing it now while he's quite young and you can do quite a lot of comforting and getting him back down. But with an overtired baby, it isn't unusual for it to take 20 or 30 minutes. But as he gets more rest, you'll find the day it gets easier and easier. So let's start on that very first sleep cycle of the day and after a few days, add in maybe lunchtime one where you're really concentrating on that resettling and it'll pay off for
0: you in the the long term. Okay. This is an email from Fiona. She says, my little one is two years and seven months and we have transitioned to a big bed about a month or two ago, which has been going well. Over the last few weeks, I've noticed movements in his sleep pattern That is resisting his daytime sleep. So I followed your your advice and reduced his nap to one hour for a week. And then the following week, we did a small sleep for 30 minutes in the pram or car, as that would be the only way he would go down. In the last week, I've completely dropped his day nap. We have been home for this transition and have been doing quiet time for an hour or so in the afternoon after lunch. I do notice that he's yawning by 4pm and has managed quite well with going to bed down to bed at seven. However, he has now been waking super early at 5am in brackets ah, and calling out for mum and getting out of his bed. Try I try to go in and tell him it's sleep time and that he needs to go to sleep. But after about five to 10 minutes, he calls out again and then comes into our room. When he was walking, when he was waking at 6, 6, 15, I would allow him to come into my bed for 20 minutes or so to cuddle and chat. And so I could get ready for work. So Help. How do we get him to sleep later in the morning, and what does quiet time look for this look like. um, age group? And is it still okay for so, for him to nap on some days in the car or pram? And if so, should he be up by a certain time so as not to affect the nighttime sleep?
1: Okay, so there's lots in there. Yeah, I would first the first week that I had them on no sleep in the day, which is the week that she's just gone through. I put him to bed at 6.30 because there's this weird thing when you put him to bed earlier, they sleep longer because he would have been overtired by going to bed at 7. So let's try, the first thing I would try is putting him to bed at 6.30 and see if that lengthens his sleep. And then if that doesn't work after three or four days, I would give him back the 20 minutes sleep for a couple of days, another week. And then wean him again and see if it works. So he might have just needed a bit longer on that tiny little nap of 20 to 40 minutes before dropping the sleep altogether. So first I'd try putting him to bed a bit earlier to see if he sleeps longer. And then the second thing I'd try is go back for another week of giving him that tiny little nap and see if that generally does the trick, as well as um, the answer to her last question, which is the occasional nap will work fine. So, you know, if you're driving back from somewhere and it's all warm in the car, they usually have twenty minutes, but it'd need to be by two o'clock, and then you'd put him down at 7.30 in the long term.
0: This next question comes from Lindsay. She says, Hi Chris, hoping you might have some tips for me. My seven-week old still has quite a strong startle reflex, but he's also starting to wriggle and struggle out of his swaddle at every nap time and bedtime. He's very strong and nothing I do keeps that swaddle tight. I can put him down in his cot after feeding to sleep, but as soon as he startles, he's awake. It's usually only a few minutes after putting him down. He can't yet self-settle once he wakes, and I'm really not keen to leave him to cry at this young age. So we end up trying to resettle him again and again, pushing nap times into complete disarray. Should we be persevering with the swaddle or do you have any tips for the next step in the sleep journey?
1: I think at seven weeks I would still be wrapping the baby. It's probably just finding a technique that might work or a wrap that might work because their startle reflex is so strong. So that startle reflex doesn't die off until they're between 12 and 16 weeks. So I think you're caught between that hard place where he's moving more but it's about the swaddle, or the wrap, sorry, the wrap. wrap. So I would probably go for a bigger wrap now that he's a bit older and maybe a wrap with a bit of stretch so he can move around a little bit but doesn't come untangled. And the idea is to do a full wrap. Now, I know that we have a video of wrapping, so we might be able to send a link. And using the stretch wrap and a bigger wrap, I think you might be able to get it to the point where he can move around, but he doesn't lose the control of the wrap and that it'll start to help you with the settling and the resettling. So I would personally would still be probably wrapping him, but I'd be using something a bit bigger with a bit more stretch in it.
0: Okay. Now I'm just going to have to get some more questions. Um Tell me, with an older baby asking for a friend, (laughs) let's say a three-year-old, what are some reasons why a three-year-old might still be um, waking through the night and and saying they have nightmares and being afraid of nightmares? Is that something parents can deal with or would they have to go see a specialist?
1: Oh, no. Nightmares are completely normal in children and it often has um, a lot to do with what they're reading before they go to bed and how they go to bed. So if there's been lots of activity, that mind's moving all over the place. Things like windy nights, often they'll wake up and say, you know, I woke up. But it's actually the wind and the noise. The most common, though, is that they're a bit overtired when they go to bed and they're reliving the day. So something pops up and they call out for it. So they often say things like the frog's coming. And they're talking about a book that was you know, read to them during the day. But I'm a real believer in what you read them before they go to bed does stimulate their brain. And the reason that there are bedtime stories is because they're much calmer, they're much quieter, they're slower, and so therefore slows that mind down. It's a bit like the uh, bedtime explorers which we have. You know, there's a, a real pattern to the way they tell those stories and the sounds behind it the calms and quietens the child and they really need to be in that state but I think it's his little brain just going at 100 miles an hour and he's reliving the day and that jolts him and wakes him up so completely normal just cuddles reassurance
0: and generally they go away in time This next one comes from Charlotte on Facebook Live. She says, hi, Chris, I have a very busy slash stubborn one-year-old who is yet to crawl or walk. She needs me to get around, which I try to encourage her to discover the world by herself. However, I'm met with enormous tantrums when I don't assist. How do I manage tantrums with a one-year-old as my words, such as I hear you're upset, I'm not helping you walk, falls on deaf ears in these almighty tantrums. Any tips?
1: Oh, that's tough. So usually um, when they're exploring that walk, we do actually help them get from one place to the other. So say she got to the end of the couch and you can sort of see she wants to go over to the chair, we do put a finger out and we help her move that through that gap. So, you know, letting her explore is brilliant and she should be doing lots of pull to stand and travelling. But if she's got it in her mind, if her feet are on the floor, you're going to walk her you're going to have to do break that habit in small amounts, like putting her up against the furniture so that she can manoeuvre and walk herself around the furniture might help. Um, Giving her one of those, um, you know, those little trolleys with the blocks in it that you can weigh down. So if she wanted to get from point A to point B, she could pull to stand on that and walk across the room as long as it was weighted so it doesn't run away from her. So a little bit of your help and assistance is needed. Um, but I think I would be putting her down close to the furniture so that she could do more independently and move herself around. They do like a circuit around your lounge room. They just keep going round and round. So she does need a little bit of help, um, but I think I'd be putting things out so that she, she didn't feel like they were too far away from her.
0: This is a question from Helena. She says, hi there. I have a dummy question. My seven month old baby was given a dummy while he was still in hospital um, after birth. He was premature and spent about three weeks there. So he has loved his dummy, dummy from birth and gets great comfort out of it. But he is now losing it at night, which wakes him up. So I have to go in and put it back in his mouth and he'll go straight back to sleep. This used to happen one or two times a night, but we are now up hourly to do hourly dummy <laughs> visits overnight and I am exhausted. Oh. Is this just a phase and he will learn how to put his dummy back in or should I get be getting rid of the dummy now? I don't okay. mind him having a dummy except for this nightly wake-up call. What is your advice?
1: Okay, so lots of people would say get rid of the dummy, get rid of the dummy, but that could create an even bigger problem. So what we do is teach him. So when you put him down in his bed, now that he's bigger and older, you hand the dummy to him. You don't put it in his mouth so that he has to actually use that coordination to get it into his mouth. So if it drops out overnight, he rolls around, he comes to that dummy, he can put it in his mouth. So that's one thing I'd be doing. And the second thing I'd be doing is not running so fast when that dummy does drop out. So a little bit of self-settling. So I'd leave him a couple of minutes, whatever the couple of minutes is that we're going to leave him. So a couple of minutes, we're going to leave him, then go in, hand in the dummy. So he has to put the dummy in. And if it drops out very quickly, leave him a couple of minutes more. So if you've left him for two minutes, you might leave him for three or four minutes, go in with the dummy, hand it to him, and then put it in his mouth. he will learn pretty quickly how to do that. So I would try all of that before I would be starting to think that I had to get rid of the dummy. So try those two steps It might help him out and reteach him how to do it himself. And then both you and he can love the dummy
0: again. We've got a question from Monica on Facebook Live. She says, Hi, Chris, somewhere between separation anxiety, teething, and just because moments, my now 17-month-old got into a habit of having me sitting next to his cot until he mm-hmm. falls asleep. At one point, he was holding my hand to comfort yeah. him, but it became impossible to resettle him if he wakes up. I managed to remove my hand from the equation, but he still needs me to hold him one way or another while he's laying in his cot. Can you please help me to get him to sleep without having to touch him?
1: Uh, I'd sit beside the cot and not touch him, just the same way as you weaned him off the holding of the hand and you might have his your hand on his back now you're now going to wean him to sitting beside the cot but not touching him just giving him reassurance put your head down it's time for sleep this is going to take time he's 17 months he's got the will of you know goliath so it could take a good hour and then once after a few days of him accepting you just sitting beside the cot you're then going to move to the middle of the room and then to the doorway. And you're going to wean yourself off sitting in the room. So I think this is probably more teaching you the steps to get you out of the room than actually saying it's right or wrong whether you touch him or you don't touch him. So now you're just going to sit with your hands and you just say, put your head down, mummy sits here, it's time for sleep, and then removing yourself further and further out of the room. Right.
0: Uh, Let me see. I think that was our last question. Let me just check um oh no we've got one last question before we have to go this is from carrie she says i need some help with bath time for my nearly three month old baby girl i thought most babies love water but she just screams the house down from the moment we undress her to the moment we bundle her back up in dry warm clothes afterwards she hates to be undressed and then it escalates once she's placed into the water she seems so distressed that i also become quite distressed it's really awful Do you have any tips to help us all get through bath time with less tears or will she hate water forever?
1: No, no, she won't. So there's a few things we can do here. So the most common reason for that reaction is that the room's too cold. That's why they don't like getting undressed or your hands are cold or she's too tired when you do it. So depending on when you do it, what I would probably suggest you're doing is to give her part of her feed first. So she's calm and relaxed. Make sure the water is warm. Okay, so right temperature, which you can, you can get a, um, a baby bath thermometer, but it's warm and doing things slower. So taking her clothes off slower and gentler and then picking her up and sitting her in the bath. So that would help because she'll be calmer, quieter and warmer, okay? That, if that doesn't work, and then when she gets out of the bath, she has the other half of the feed. If that doesn't work, then I would actually run your big bath and sit in the bath and have your husband hold her, you know, hand her into to you and you bath with her because that might give her a little bit more reassurance and be a little bit calmer for her and then build it back up to putting her in the bath with the big bath, I mean with the baby bath. So go in small steps here. She's probably a bit overwhelmed and a bit tired when you do it. So warm up the room, warm, make sure the water's warm, half a feed beforehand and slowly undress her and that should help her come round.
0: And I'm assuming showers wouldn't be a good idea. They wouldn't be easier. No, well,
1: no, they wouldn't be easier in this case because she would be naked and then the water would be hitting her. She yeah, might be more comfortable by that's holding, that's but I think, I think it'll still be a
0: cryathon. Oh man, I never felt comfortable holding my babies in the shower. I thought they were just gonna slip out of, my, out of my hands. Yeah, I don't I don't get it either. And it's also nice for them
1: to sort of relax and you know, if they can get in that nice deep water. Oh, that's the other thing. Make sure the bath is full enough. So she might be sitting in a really small bath and she's too exposed, so she just keeps crying. So a nice deep bath so that she's predominantly covered with warm water and she should calm down and relax by doing
0: it that way. Yeah. Oh, well, that was the last question you had, Chris. Thank thank you you very much for coming on the show. Oh, that's a pleasure. Anytime. You take care. Thank you, Chris. Um, And I just want to mention if you are having a few challenges with sleep like right now and you haven't had a chance to chat with Chris or you think five minutes on Helpline is just not enough. You should definitely think about babyologies sleep school so chris of course is one of our experts we also have karina lane and joe ryan both of whom have been on this show basically what you do you can book a one-on-one session with them and they will chat through the the problem that you're having the challenge that you're having they can talk to you about it they can get a sense of your parenting style there's a lot more to and fro that you get the opportunity to have because you don't have to share the platform with any other parent Mm -hmm. Um, so if you'd like to check that out we'll pop links to babyology sleep school in the um, facebook notes or in the notes of the podcast and next week our pediatric nurse and sleep consultant joe ryan will be on the show chris thank you once again for your time see you all next week Okay, bye feed play love is a babyology podcast produced and presented by me siobhan hunt i'd love to hear from you so if you'd like to get in touch